Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lilia Gustin, empowerment coach, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist. And this podcast is all things empowered lifestyle and self discovery. You'll hear from both me and amazing guests who are shining their light into the world through their unique magic, stories, wisdom, and methods to guide you deeper into your unique and fullest expression. We are empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. If you love what you hear, please reach out to me or leave a review. I'm so excited for you to come join us in this corner of the universe. This is the Empowering the Light podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Empowering the Light podcast. This episode, I'm so excited for this episode. We have a beautiful guest on here today, Jacqueline Stevens. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here um, in your presence and just to have a wonderful conversation. (laughs) Yes. So one of the reasons I'm so excited for this podcast, Jacqueline's been a huge inspiration for me as I personally have kind of like stepped into alignment for what that feels like, just watching her do her thing, be in her zone of genius, express herself fully is such an inspiration and brings so much joy, which we're going to get into today too, which is so powerful. But before we get into that, let me introduce you a little bit more to Jacqueline and and her story and how she got to be here with us today on this podcast. So her personal journey of making it, oh, sorry, I totally started in the middle of her bio there. True raw fashion of this Empowering the Light podcast. Okay, we're going to start from the beginning of your bio just so that we get it all in there. Bear with me, guys. Okay, so Jacqueline is a certified soulful alignment coach and energy alchemist. She supports high achieving, depleted professionals to create more solely connected, authentically aligned, and deeply connected lives full of joy, peace, and balance. Her personal journey of making it to the top of her career in the beauty industry and being clinically burnt out led her to her true eat, pray, love, spiritual and internal quest to rediscover who she was without all the external achievements, roles and relationships that she had defined herself by. Once Jacqueline had dove in, she literally transformed from the inside out. This This story. Okay. So just kind of like breaking all this down, this story to me is so inspiring. The way you kind of transformed this corporate career that you had and turned it into something that was so luscious and joyful and filled, filled with empowerment. And I'm really excited to hear what that story looked like for you, that journey, how it began, where it went, how you got to be here with us today on this podcast. I, I don't think I personally have heard your full story. So would you be willing to get into it with us here? Oh my gosh, I'd love to. Um, I So it's funny, my bio is really reflective of um, showing people who I am and the way that I support them. But you know, the story is like always deeper than what the bio says, right? And so um, before I even worked in my corporate job, I was an artist. I was a makeup artist for years and years and years. So I worked um, for companies like the Estee Lauder and I worked for Mac um, for Clinique for Estee Lauder. So I was always kind of enmeshed in this beauty, like artistry. I was always really drawn to things that were like luscious, whether it was flowers or, and so my career really started in beauty. Um, And it, 
it was, it was kind of my side hustle while I was going to college. And then um, I ended up taking a break from university and um, growing my career in the beauty industry. And it was just kind of happened. It was one of those things that it wasn't necessarily planned. Um, and then it got to be the point where I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't want to do this forever where it's like you get up against a boundary. And for me, it was really scheduling. I felt like um, it had taken so much from my life. And so I went back to school, I finished and felt so proud of this like credential that I had gotten like my university diploma. And I, I moved to LA and I started um, shifted from the retail world to the corporate world. And this is where I say, I guess I kind of grew into my ego where I started to feel really proud of what I was a quote accomplishing in life, um, whether it was a title or travel. Um, and I, um, I was quote successful in the things that I was doing, but I wasn't really checking in with myself about, is this, are you happy? I really got so caught up in the quote beauty of what it was that I was creating, which was creating this life that was for everybody else, which was um, people pleasing and these patterns that we really run into. And it caused me um, within my scope of my job and in the in my relationship, like massive burnout, um, burnout physically, you know, my um, I lost 60 pounds in the last couple of years um, since I left this corporate job. But um, so like weight, you know, my skin, I mean, my body was really just depleting because I was in this state of constant stress. Um, and then, you know, I, I left a relationship, I left my job. Um, and what was so cool was I, I had no plan for my future. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just kind of knew I had to like leave these things. And um, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> so in addition to my like eye for beauty, I also like to fix things. And so I looked at my past as like, I can never go through these issues that I just went through that like got me to where I was. And so I went to Bali with some girlfriends. It was just like kismet that the timing all kind of happened and literally was just kind of um, dove into this, like I would joke with my friends that we were gonna go to Bali and I was gonna come back and have this like spiritual awakening that I would be like fixed, like all my problems would be done. But when I was in Bali, it was just like the start of this two year healing journey. Um, and it turned into me, um, primarily healing, but then also figuring out like, I'm not the only person that's dealing <laughs> with the things that I was dealing with. And so I ended up just um, finding my life's purpose and creating the business that I've created. And it's just been so, it's just been the most incredible last two years of my life. So that's the long version of my story. <laughs> I love it so much. And I feel like so many of our listeners or anybody who's listening, if this has is already resonating, know that's resonating for me too. I completely relate to your story of I, so for our, for our listeners and for you, I also went through that journey of like doing things exactly by the book, like starting out kind of in an artistic realm where I was a dancer and pursuing a professional dance career, then going 
doing things by the book according to like college and going to school, doing the grades, getting the jobs, doing all this stuff, and then finding myself totally burnt out. And there's this really interesting thing that you pointed out in your story that I really want to highlight because I think this is the part where a lot of people kind of get caught because they don't really know how to navigate it is that when you have that intuitive feeling that's like you need to let go of this, but you can't see what's next. <laughs> that, that like that muddy territory that's like, I just know that this isn't an alignment for me. I need to let this go, but without without like a total game plan of what is an alignment. And I'd love to hear more about how that how that piece of your journey, how you navigated that or how that felt for any of our listeners who are here being like, oh, I feel so burned out right now. I know that I need to let go of all this stuff, but I'm terrified of, of trusting my intuition in that way because I don't, I can't see, I can't see over the fence I'm about to hop over. What's so beautiful that you just said, Lilia, too, is the thing about intuition. And um, that's really one of the primary things that I support people with is like getting back to this like inner place of knowing. Because for me, you know, I was in a relationship for six and a half years. And um, I remember points where my intuition, like I, I can't, I know exactly where I was in my apartment. And this voice would be like, he's not the one for you. Like, he's not the one for you. And I would stuff it. I would just be like, you know what? I don't want to hear this. And I read this article a couple of years ago about uh, basically emotional stuffing and how a lot of the times, especially in Western culture is we don't want to see our emotions. People just like block it out. And they're like, I'm going to act like that's not there. I'm going to stuff it in this article talks about like stuffing it under, under the mattress until it gets to the point where it's like, you cannot stuff anything else underneath the mattress and everything just explodes. And that's burnout. So it's either we, sometimes people explode out at other people. Sometimes you explode in. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love, I love telling my story because I think people are like, I get that. I so get that. Right. It's just this, I know what it's like to feel misaligned. And so, yeah, intu intuition work is just one of the, one of the big, big juicy things that we work on. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And I think that that's something that like, of course, most of the stuff we end up talking about on this podcast is like one of those things that I wish we like, we're taught from a young age to trust. I think from like a young age, we kind of, we do that stuffing even with children where we're like, oh, you're feeling this, you're fine. And like we, we stuff all those emotions under and we get used to doing that. And as soon as you were talking about that emotional stuffing, like stuffing it under a mattress, <laughs> I immediately thought of like a Build-A-Bear where you're like stuffing this Build-A-Bear with all of your emotions and it just like sits there. And then it just like sits there next to you with all of that amazing stuffing, the little heart that you put in from Build-A-Bear in the center. And, and there, that is that explosion can be very overwhelming. And it can yeah. be very confusing, especially when like that stuffing isn't fully conscious when it's just kind of happening subconsciously. And yeah. All and so much of the research shows too, that like trauma, you know, that we store trauma in the body and trauma can is honestly, there's like the big T, which is like a big trauma. And then there's a small T, which is like emotional trauma, which is things that we experience. And so when we don't regulate our emotional experiences and you don't aren't aware and you stuff, 
at it's stored in the body. And so it could be through pain. It could be through bloating, right? Like there's like a million ways that it's stuffed. And so, so much of my journey too, especially because not only did I change my, how I approached relationships, what I did for a living, but it was like the physical transformation that came with that. And I, it wouldn't have been possible for me to carry the energy that I was in my old body. Right. It was, it was just, I, it was so cool to see how do, how quote doing the internal work can really shift everything about your life down to your food choices, how, if you're listening to yourself, if you're drinking water, I mean, tiny little things that make these massive differences um, that just make big differences in people's lives, but we don't always recognize, but it's those tiny, tiny shifts that are really what impact us so much. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I 100% agree. And I, I think that there's kind of this um, this norm to try to find something big to fix what's going on, whether that's like I I'm like can't even think of something what those big things are but like just trying to fix something on like by getting a large scale thing (laughs) I'm doing all these like arm movements that you guys aren't going to be able to see on this uh recording but but like we look for something big externally in order to fix that burnout or that emotional stuffing that we have going on internally so I love that you mentioned those those small things can really make those big shifts and I think that's one of the most magical things to like when working with clients is to like give them something small, like yes. for do like when you drink your morning coffee, just fully be in there drinking it like versus thinking about everything that's going on in your day, just being fully present and then seeing the transformation that comes from something that small is very empowering because it's like, oh, I actually have the power over how I get to experience and live this life. So are there any um, things that you're thinking about in particular too of those like small shifts that that you found to make these like massive changes? And we, we talked about intuition, which is huge, yeah. massive one that comes in such like a, a compact little container inside our body. That's great. Um, yeah. yeah. I want to, I'm going to give an example just to kind of give visual too, because I think this is so powerful is if we think about like a bank and there's a vault, like old, and it would, it swings open. And then there's like all this money inside the vault. We think of the money inside the vault as like our happiness. And so when we're, when we don't pause, I would say number one thing, the number, my number one tip is pause. Just like taking a pause in life. And, uh, you know, you could say meditation or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like five minutes of just pausing to check in with self to be like, how do I feel? So I would say pause, but if you pause and look at the bank vault, you know, you're not going to go in and drill and get a jackhammer to drill the the vault open. That's like not how it works. But when we're in a rush, we're like, I got to get what's inside. Like, I got to get this happiness. It's like, let me call in the team. And you like get all the robbers and like, you're developing this plan to like get in the vault when it's like, no, you like, it's putting in the code. It's putting in the code, first of all. And if you don't know the code, maybe look at the small little hinges that swing open the big door So it's like making these teeny tiny little shifts to like alchemize and get the gold out your heart, you know? Yes. (laughs) So I would say absolutely pause with anything. Um, 
oftentimes we just want to put ourselves in the hamster wheel of like trying to find a solution. And one of the things I always offer to clients is like, there, you don't have any problems to solve. Like there's no problem. It, if you live in a world where there's no, the thing that you're looking at isn't a problem, then it means that you can actually just be in pause and not react to something. And so if you pause and assess and get like emotional clarity, recognize where you are, then you can choose to respond in a different way. So it really is about, um, it's about consciousness. It's about slowing down, taking pause. And that's, that's, that's where the magic is in those little itty bitty baby shifts. <laughs> yes. I was like, dancing back here, like moving my arms, being like, yes, to everything of that. Cause I think that just that visual is so powerful uh, because there, we do have this reaction, this like tendency to just fully react. And as soon as you were like, okay, I have to drill through that vault door. I need to go get my team to do this. We need to do like a whole heist thing. I was like, wow. Like even in the smallest things, even when we're having like an argument with somebody, that's what it feels like, right? It feels like we're have to like drill through something and fix something like, and we have that like, go, go, go energy instead of pausing and being like, well, actually, could we just turn the handle and like open this? Like <laughs> the reality is that vault is yours. Like we all have a vault and that's, what's so beautiful. We all have the ability to open up the vault and like let out that energy that's inside. We all have access to that. So it's so funny that we're like, oh, I gotta, it's like, ask the manager, ask your intuition. How do I get into this? what's the next step? How do I get into this vault versus, you know, hollering in the jackhammer crew and developing a whole heist. It could be as simple as you just sleep on it overnight. And then the next step is made clear, but in the society that we live in and how everything is available to us so quickly, we want to see, like, we want to see everything. We want to know, all, and I'm so guilty of this. My poor Virgo brain wants all the details. And so for me, it's like this constant self-regulation of what's the next right step? Like what's the next right thing? And recognizing that I might know the next three steps, but I don't know 20 and that's okay. Yes. Oh, and that takes us back so beautifully to that, that first conversation of trusting your intuition when you can't see the future. Like when you, whether it's telling you to let go of something or to go, go try something, even when you can't see those 20 steps ahead, mm -hmm. that, that pausing and trusting that and just following the baby steps. There was one of my favorite childhood movies was what about Bob with Bill Murray? Yeah. And have you seen it? <laughs> You know, it's been so long, like Bill Murray's so classic in that role, but remind me. Yes, it, it's, it. so it's about like this, this guy who, um, he has like all these phobias and he's been diagnosed with all these different psychological things. And he goes to see this therapist who gives him the baby step manual. That's mm -hmm. like, take, and he, like his whole psychological system is you take baby steps, right? You focus on one step at a time instead of looking at 20 mm -hmm. steps and, and it's a comedy. So of course he like, does this and all of a sudden is miraculously like living life and full of joy. And then it's like his interaction with the therapist. But, but I always come back to that because there were two things from that movie 
totally throwing in like pop culture references here, guys. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I've never seen that movie. What in the world are you talking about on this podcast about intuition and joy? Bear with me because I have a I have an end point to this. Pulling it together. We're pulling it together. <laughs> so there are these things that like my family would say growing up. And one of them was like baby steps. Like we get to take baby steps. We don't need to see the big picture right away. Um, and the other thing was the therapist wrote him a prescription to take a vacation from your problems. Mm-hmm. And then whenever, whenever any of us would be upset in like our family, whenever things we feel like super stressed or anxious, <laughs> my mom would be like, it's okay to take a vacation from your problems. And that's like that, that idea of pausing that we were just getting into. This is, this is how I'm wrapping this all together here of that idea of pausing and letting yourself just pause and respond consciously instead of reacting to what's happening, be able to take the, have the courage to take those baby steps, respond consciously and that's such a powerful thing that sounds so easy when we hear it. And then we get into our life and we're like very hectic. It's not, it's like, <laughs> it's a feeling so much harder <laughs> than it sounds. But here's the the beauty of it too, is it's not, I, I love what you said about how taking a vacation, right? Cause it's not just a pause. So I like to think about life. Like it's fun to gamify something. And so gamifying this idea of being like, you know what, like, I am going to take a break from this emotional um, battle that I am fighting in my system. And I'm going to, and it could be like pause and just like pause and sit and, you know, so, but it doesn't have to be a pause like that. Pause can be joy. Pause can be play. Pause can be movement. It's not just about sitting. Like you could do if, if, um, you know, doing a 30 minute meditation ain't your thing. I get it. It's like, go on a walk. That is literally a meditation. It's moving energy through your body in a different way. And every time you do these simple things, which I started doing before I left the corporate world, it was like, I got to get out of the office and take a walk. Right. Like it started to be a trauma response where I was like, I got to get out. Like, I got to get out. I got to move this energy. And when I recognized that it was so empowering because it's a reminder it's a it's like a medicinal reminder to self that you are not your problem and you are not your emotion and so yes you're going to feel like pardon the french shit sometimes but it's okay like play in it you know like so play in it or just take a vacation from it either way Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like playing and being in that energy in a different way. And I I think that's really powerful because sometimes when we just like stuff our emotions, like we talked about at the beginning, we'll stuff it away and feel very uncomfortable with it. But when we're able to pause consciously, we're not stuffing it away. We're just, we're playing with it in a different way. We're, we're giving ourselves space to move through it, to move through that energy of it. And I think that that right there, I love that you said that, because I think that's the, that's the part that's like, that's like the tricky part. That's like the key. It's like, instead of jamming the key into the lock and pushing it down and like forcing it somewhere it doesn't want to go. It's like, how can I jiggle it? <laughs> how can I jiggle this key until it like once, like, how can I play with that interaction in order to open the door or open the vault? Um, and I love that bringing that joy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say joy and play. It's actually the same energy. And so, you know, my whole quote brand is joy with Jacks and, for me, you know, when I left 
excuse me, my relationship and my corporate job, it was from a place of like, it was traumatic, right? It was like really hard for me. And so I had, you know, walked away from these um, big identities in my life, which was who I'm with, my family, and then, you know, my job, my career, my title. And so it was literally like, I, I didn't know what was left. And I just, the thing that, <laughs> the thing, if I wasn't crying, it was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And it was like, joy, like, what do you, and I had to ask myself, what do you like? Like, Jacqueline, what do you, what do you actually enjoy? Like, please tell me, what do you enjoy? And I was like, um, you know, I haven't been able to do yoga like I've wanted and I love being outside. And so what I did every day <laughs> was go to yoga. I went on a walk and I made sure I fed myself food that felt good in my body, which was, and I love, I love cooking. I love food. I just, it's so fun for me. And so it was just like, I fed myself, I cared for myself. And so when I started to implement joy as this method of healing, um, that's why I say like, I help people with soul transformations from a place of joy, because when you integrate joy into your life, it's just so cool to see what happens. Yes. Oh, yes. And when you're in that place of burnout, when you're in that place of exhaustion, so often there's like no joy around it. So often it's like moving, like moving the wheel, doing the next thing. And there's this constant like aura of stress and overwhelm instead of like joy and play. Yeah. And so for individuals who are listening to this and they're like, oh man, <laughs> I'm feeling that like stress right now. <laughs> I'm feeling that burnout. I need more joy in my life. There, there's two different like directions that my brain's like pulling, <laughs> pulling on right now. And one of those is, First off, like, how do you recommend starting to implement that, that healing through joy? Like, what would that first step? And I know this will probably look very different for each person their sick and their yeah. circumstance, but what is kind of like that first step of like, actually, how do we, how do we make that happen? And then the second area that's kind of pulling at me, which I love how you said is like, once we strip away all of those identities that we put on, that's like, this is my job. This is my, like, I'm in this relationship. Like, this is my role here. That is my role here. And we're left with, okay, who actually am I? That's such a powerful concept that I it's think more scary. and more people, it's scary <laughs> as hell. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's why it was like, I was literally like crying all the time. I'm such an emotional person too. It's like how I let it all out. But I just remember being like, this is nuts. Like, like literally who are you? And I, so many of the people that I have coached have asked that same question where they're like, I don't even know, like, I don't know. And so again, that can feel really scary or, you know, you can flip it over to play and just be like, wait, who am I? And like, and so for me, it wasn't about constructing something and building something. It was just about dusting off the, the real me. And so it was like, well, what do you really like? And um, so the, uh, to answer your question, I would say the first step is first of all, just allow yourself, um, allow yourself permission for joy and for pleasure to allow yourself permission that, um, you don't have to always feel this other way. 
Um, I think just energetically being like, I deserve to be joyful. Like I deserve to have pleasure in my life. Like these are things that are important. I, that's a huge shift. Um, so once you allow yourself permission, it's just like, choose something, choose, choose the thing that is going to turn you on. Like the thing that's going to light you up, like, listen to your sacral, your sacral, like, what is it? Is it like, um, cuddling with your partner? Is it like going on a walk? It doesn't have to be something. And I think in Western world, we think it has to be a vacation or it has to be a, it doesn't have to be that. It can be like you said, a cup of tea. Um, but it's the little thing that's going to bring pleasure. That's like the here and now, but if you're really wanting to address the burnout, it's like getting clear on what in your life you feel like is holding you back from joy. So it's like identifying what that is. So is it, um, you know, fam family issues, like there's a lot of stuff going on in your family and that's something that's really holding you back from joy. Is it, um, is it your job, is it elements of your job? So identify the big thing where it's like family, relationship, um, money, whatever. And then it's identifying within that structure. Like it's always something that has to do with a relationship. It's how you're perceiving. It's how, um, and that's, that's so much of the work that I do with clients too, which it's like identifying what it is within the family that's making you feel like it's taking your joy and then integrating how you actually are and want to operate within that structure. So it's just so much about empowerment um, and alignment because when I say alignment, it, it means that so many people are acting, projecting themselves in a way that isn't from a place of truth. And when that happens, people interpret you like you're not who you are. And so it feels like garbage. And so what I help people to do is recognize who they really are, how they really feel, what the value system is so that they can live wholly. And I love to say like H-O-L-Y and wholly like meaning as a whole person because um, you're a spiritual being and just to be able to present all of yourself so that you don't have to like leave pieces of yourself on the table anymore. You can speak from a place of being really direct and really honest about what your feelings are, but so that it doesn't have to feel um, charged, right? And if someone comes at you charged when you're really neutral, it's like being able to kind of cultivate peace in your own experience so that you're like, I'm not responsible for their reactions and, um, Get, yeah, getting Zen in your brain and knowing what's your responsibility and knowing what isn't. So much of it is, is boils back to boundaries, but that was a long answer. <laughs> oh, I loved it. No, I was like sitting here and I'm like, yes, this is so amazing. And it like, it just keeps reminding me of that idea of being like fully expressed or like yes. you're allowed to enjoy your life fully expressed and whatever that is for you. And, and I think that that the work that you're doing around helping helping women 
find that helping women find what their expression actually looks like what being whole for them really looks like is, is so powerful and is so needed yeah. and men that kind of I'm going to yeah. say men too I work with men too and I think that's important too because we for women I'm very familiar with those challenges that come up because I am a feminine being I identify as that that is my experience but what is so cool about so much of the work that I do too now is working with men and seeing how the beautiful balance of um, understanding the masculine more and how disempowered they feel often at times as well. And so supporting them through those issues is really been, um, well, healing for me because it's like, it presents this different energy, but just really beautiful to witness what can happen and with that gender too. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. So I didn't realize that, 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 that you worked with both in your work. And, um, thank you for pointing that out because I was just talking with my partner recently. And I was like, I was thinking, <laughs> I was like talking to him. I was like, you know, cause so much of the work I do works with individuals who like identify as, as a woman or as Womex and, um, leaving room for all the different genders that you could be identifying as right now, listening to this, all are beautiful, all are wonderful. And I, I was talking to my partner and I was like, you know, like I talk a lot about like these problems that like women have, right? Like these things that we have in society that like make us feel like we should be a certain way. And I was talking to him and I was like, guys go through so much crap too. Like <laughs> We have, Ooh, they really, yes. and I, you know, women are having a moment because we've been, you know, suppressed and all the things as women should have a moment. I, I don't. So I do primarily do, you know, women's work, but it really isn't. It's actually, it's deeply energetic work that I do with people. So it's so much about, you know, the masculine in quotes and the feminine, you know, mm -hmm. Shakti Shiva, yin and yang. And um, these two primal energy forces that are in all of us just displayed differently. And so I think the, the amazing thing about working with men is to see the similarities that they go through, but how the expression is very different. And what I mean by that is, so if a, um, a girl is, um, you know, told to be quiet her life, you know, are the way a woman responds to something or a feminine energy is going to respond to something is going to be different than the male. And that's because of societal constructs, the culture, the background, all of those things. But a boy is going to be more aggressive, right? Like that's generally, it's about being louder and gruffer. And a woman might go inside where she goes quiet. And so recognizing that, um, you know, men are displaying their traumas in a way that um, is um, villa villainized, but it really is women, there's toxic femininity too. And I think there, I, I always like to say, um, I am such an advocate for women. It's easy, it's easy, it's easy, but I'm also a, a fierce advocate for men and men's work because we need more, literally need, and I don't like to use that word often, but we do, we need more, um, um, men who are integrated with this, these emotional concepts too, because it's so healing. It really is so healing. Yes. Oh yes. That, that integration piece of that, 
versus keeping it so separate where it's like, okay, this work is healing for this gender, like this work, that integration of, of bringing it together and of, it, it also, it helps individuals understand each other better, like on a deeper level. Like when we're all kind of equipped with the tools to understand ourselves, we're able to connect to each other on a deeper level. We're able to be in community that's joyful, that's playful, that's loving. And that kind of leads us beautifully into that idea of, of community now. And mm -hmm. like being in quarantine, slowly coming out, whew, we're getting there, slowly coming out of quarantine. And, and what that looks like now that we're able to connect to each other, like after a year on a different, on a different type plane. And I just think it's so beautiful leading from that, this conversation of integrating around um, how we understand ourselves, how we understand each other, how we could, how this work is really soul work versus like gendered work. And, and realizing that, that when we can understand and deeply work through our emotions, find joy in our life, understand our expression, it, it helps us connect and understand that expression of others and be compassionate towards their expression. Um, and before we get into that whole topic, which is going to be so juicy of community, there, there was something that I find a lot that happens. And when I first got into this work around like women's reproductive health and cycles and all of that, I started with an artwork. Like I started as an artist getting into this and doing performance pieces where I was talking to a lot of people. And it was interesting that dynamic of of talking to individuals who identified as women. And this wasn't everybody, this was just like a few people, but this dynamic I think is very interesting and, and goes into this community aspect and this integration and, and talking to them about their reproductive health. And then uh, like uh, individuals would be like, yeah, we feel very uncomfortable when individuals who identify as male or as men come into the picture and start having this conversation with us. They're like, this is our, this is kind of like our, deal our problem our expression there's no place for you in this conversation and often what I see in that is it it creates that disconnect right where individuals who identify as masculine or male aren't able to connect with one like that idea of their cycle they're not able to be on the conversation around what women are going through we have this like giant line torn down the middle whereas that aspect of community and integrating and coming together to understand each other and understand ourselves is so healing yeah and so magical so now that we're on that conversation of community too i think the um the thing with that is like trust yeah so in community you can't have community if you don't have trust and so you know of course there's lots of trauma that there between masculine and feminine and so there's reasons why and I do think that there are there is beauty in having places that are sacred that are just for um this not just for but a place that is safe that is free from having to worry but I think the beauty of what um healers and so many people are creating is creating more trust and so you know, having that idea of a broader community is so important, but we have work to do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't we always? <laughs> yes. I think that's such the beautiful part of like, of just living this life, right? Is that that journey of the work we get to do, not only with ourselves, but with, like with our community, like the work that we get to do and creating more joy and more spaces of trust and more spaces of love is, is going to be never ending. And I think for some, 
Yeah. And I think for some that might sound daunting, but I'm like, that's so exciting. We've got a whole lifetime journey to be on here. (laughs) And I think too, it's also recognizing like where we want to be is one thing where we're at is someplace different. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I, I use this with spiritual, spiritual bypassing where it's like really easy to be like, well, this is one love and all this like high vibe stuff, which is like, yes, absolutely all about it. And we're not quite there yet. So it's kind of tethering, you know, much of the work that I do in life with clients is tethering back and forth between what the reality is and being okay with where you're at in that moment, but recognizing like what the vision is and then creating the spaces that are in between um, and narrowing that gap on alignment so that what you want and what you have continues to get closer. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. Just bridging that gap and, and actually doing the work, right. Instead of like jumping and being like, Oh, it should be this way. Like the work gets to be in those, those steps going back to what we started with at the beginning, those baby steps. Yes. And one of my favorite, favorite concepts about joy, which is so beautiful. So, um, the work that I do is so much emotional, so much energetic, but joy is actually really your sixth chakra. So if you think about your sixth chakra, it's about wisdom. It's about, you know, being able to kind of like rise above and see things from this bigger picture, co-creation. And also from this sixth chakra, it has the ability to feel everything that's underneath of it. So happiness to me is a very binary thing where it's a dependent on something else giving me this feeling versus joy is really about um, embracing all of the human experience and recognizing that with grief, with loss, with death, with whatever, the end of something, there's also joy, (laughs) which is recognizing, oh my God, like I got to experience this life. It's no longer here. It's like holding both things. Yes. Oh, that, that totally brings me to the, something that, um, that I was just talking to somebody recently about that we were having this conversation that, that like joy, like love, like these energies that come from within us that like fill us with life force energy, right? They're not the absence of all the other emotions. They're the integration. They're like the, it's just like color, like instead of, um, oh man, and I'm totally going to butcher this now with color. What is, <laughs> it's totally slipped out of my head. What is the color that's the absence of color? White. No, white, white. is all the colors together. Yes, black. Black no. is the absence. Yes. Yes, I think. Okay, we're going we're gonna to run with that. And black is the absence, white is all. White is all. Okay, so like how joy is, is like white. It's the all, all well, of the emotions your, together. Exactly. That's your seventh chakra the crown right which is white which is like everything in combination Mm -hmm. um and dark the black is just as important like integrating that shadow you cannot have light without that so um yeah i i am i love the integration of like finding your shadow and bring it into the wholeness that's when that's when things transform it's not when you act like it's not there Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. And, and I think that a lot of times when, when, when people start embodying that feeling of joy, like maybe for the first time, they're just playing with it or, or when they see someone else in a place of joy, it's very easy to be like, oh, well, 
they're not going through anything or like, oh, they're not experiencing these emotions. And I think it's so powerful to flip that switch and be like, actually, joy is is all of it. (laughs) Being able to feel all of it and move through all of it. And that's, that's such an empowering idea of like, oh, I can be in joy and also move through fear and grief and, and judgment and shame. Like I can be moving through that while still having that, that light of joy. And I, I try to, you know, my, I'm so colorful and I am like, you feel my warmth when I meet people. I've had that my whole life where people are like, oh, you're just easy to be around or whatever that is. But I am also, um, like, I feel things so deeply. And so I am, I'm always like, I am the happiest, most joyful, depressed person because we all have that. Like, and I think to act like we don't have depression, which is this hard stuff that we go through is such a disservice to that hard stuff. It's the hard stuff that shows us why we're alive, like the things that we feel. So when you understand, you know, this feeling part about you more deeply, it's like, ah, it's like, um, you no longer have to clench and be in so control of everything. It's like the trust where you can just relax back into the marshmallow pillow of life to be like, I'm being held. Like, even if it's painful, I recognize that like, there is so much, the fact that I am breathing and feeling and in this moment is just incredible. Yes. Oh, yeah. First of all, I love that marshmallow pillow. Yes, just like just trusting off. into the marshmallow <laughs> pillow of life just makes me so happy thinking of that. Um, and that's totally, I totally wanted to go in a direction. And then I just thought of that. And I was like, that just made me so happy. I know. But- I'm all about like, creating the, the narrative of like what it looks like because I was so visual as a child. There's something with where I love language. Like I love creating this <laughs> like because we, I think we don't get it. Our human brains are like, I don't understand this. But then when the visual is brought in, you're like, oh yes, the marshmallow pillow of life. Like that's what I needed this whole time. (laughs) Yes. That's totally what I'm going to name this podcast, by the way. That was like, I always, when we're going through our conversations, I'm always like looking for phrases that would be like the perfect podcast title. And that was it. You just like laid it out perfectly. The I, I wanted to make it easy for you always and fun, pleasure filled, joyful. And you just look what we created. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and that totally brought me back to, to what, um, well, that, that thought that I had where, where you were saying that we can go through these deep things and, and still realize that like how magical life yeah. is. And I, I use the word perfect a lot as a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. I use the word perfect a lot now in my work. And, and I noticed, my, I noticed this recent LA, I was like, this probably doesn't make sense the way I use it now. Cause for, for me who used to be like, Oh, things gotta be this way. Like, this is like, I, w- I was literally a perfectionist. Yeah. Now I'm like, it's all perfect. Like me going through these deep emotions, that's perfect. That's me living life. Like me moving through my self-judgment and trying to understand it. That's perfect. Like that's, that's me getting to have this human experience. And and there's something about shifting that narrative. And this reminded me of when you were saying like, uh, we can move through all of our shadows and still realize how joyful our life experiences because we get to do that there's there's something so powerful about switching that narrative and being like oh you know what you're right like 
how I feel like my emotions don't dictate like how perfect my life is. My emotions make my life perfect because I'm able to be in them. One of the, um, another really good analogy is I talk a lot about how we have four bodies, right? So there's the masculine and the feminine, and then the masculine bodies, our, our mind, our mindset, our mental body and our physical body. And then the feminine energy is like our spiritual body and our emotional body. And so kind of recognizing where these two inner interfaces come in and then when you notice so our and we tend to just stay in our mind right we stay in this place of trying to quote figure it out and so integrating joy is about recognizing how to how to flip to this embodied state right how to get back into the body and out of the brain and recognizing that the brain is there. It's important. All of the, all these bodies exist for a reason. It's not about one's better than the other, but it's recognizing again, this concept of integrating, um, and recognizing how important our emotional experience is within the confines of our body. So to act like it doesn't exist is a denial of being a human, like in this human body, like stuck in this like meat sack that we're in, (laughs) like, there's so much beauty in, um, in freedom. And I, I think just going back to the simplicity of just like, I'm human. I'm here to have, I'm here to experience pain, but I'm also here to experience joy. And when we can recognize some of the pain, you're not going to be able to control. It's just going to be there. But to recognize, I actually get to pick my joy. I get to follow the things that turn me on or not, but recognizing that that choice is really mine and that choice is yours. And it's our job through our life to recognize the things that do turn us on, the things that we do really want to follow. And I know so much of your work, which I love is all about cycles. And I talk so much about cycles too, but cycles of our life that we like you're in this, you're in this time of your life right now, and it's going to look different than the next time. So it's, if you are looking to your future for happiness or joy, you are looking to the wrong place. Like it's here, it's now, it's like there for you to take. So I'm like, take up the juice, like stop, pause and grab a juice. Like yes, <laughs> yes. open that vault, give yourself open permission to open it wide open. Yeah the permission to like step into knowing that life can feel good and if you want it to feel better there is so many opportunities for you to live a more joy-filled life oh yes yes that was the perfect note too on that note for people who are getting really excited about this and they're like i just need some more joy in my life this is exactly the path that i want to go down this is I'm listening to this podcast episode for a reason. How is the best way for people to either get in contact with you or your social media, any of that? And do you have any offerings that you'd like to share with our amazing listeners today? Yes. So I I mean, first thing I'm always like, I'm always like, you want to creep on someone a little and kind of see a little bit more go to Instagram is the best place to see about what I'm about. And it's my Instagram handles joy with Jax, J-A-X. Um, you'll notice by the colors, right? <laughs> um, 
So follow, that's like a great way just to kind of get daily inspiration. If you're wanting to engage on a deeper level, you can go to my website. Um, I also have a blog, which is exciting. So lots of information there. And for offerings, um, kind of the first way I love working with people is a service that I do that's called the um, Soulful Alignment Blueprint. And it's where I, you take this assessment um, before we have a conversation and then it measures your, where your energy resonates between your seven layers of consciousness, your emotional body, or if you want to get more spiritual, your chakras. And so it measures, um, on a good day, you know, how you resonate energetically and then under stress, what that looks like. And so, um, oftentimes, you know, we, what this really shows people is where they resonate and they understand their emotional body in just a whole new level that really helps them take more control over their own emotional experience. So this is like a, a tune-up of sorts. And then we get to have an amazing conversation about what's coming up in your life, what some of the difficulties that you are having and the blocks to kind of overcoming. So that's the first way to work with me. Um, and then I work with groups. I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but everything stems from this energy assessment, which is, I, I love doing them. You get this beautiful PDF that explains your emotions in a whole new level. So many people just walk away from this conversation from a place of more empowerment because they, they have learned so much. I loved what you said earlier too. It's like, these are the things that we didn't learn as kids. Like this is the stuff that we should have learned in high school. We should have learned in, in college and all of the places in grammar school. Um, so it's emotional 101 and um, helping you understand your emotions on a deeper level. I love it. And I'm going to tag all that in the show notes. So if you're listening and you want to go check out um, Jacqueline's Instagram website, all of these things, blog, I'll have them all tagged for you in the show notes here. This has been such an epic conversation and episode. <laughs> oh, sorry. What, what was that? I said it was been so juicy, right? Yes. Like, and I knew it was going to be a great conversation. I want to ask you um, what, where, like, where is joy in your life right now? How does that show up for you? <gasps> for me personally? Yeah, I'm so oh, curious. I love this question. I found so much joy in giving myself permission to one, be fully in my present, whatever that looks like, instead of worrying about the future, worrying about the past, being 10 minutes ahead of myself. I've been finding so much joy just breathing in it. And this is for me, especially when it comes to my like root chakra needs. So like, I'm a very not grounded person. <laughs> I'm very ungrounded by nature. So I've been finding so much joy in like making sure I get on my yoga mat and I'm in my body instead of in my head and my creativity doing the dishes, which is not my favorite thing to do, but I've been finding so much joy in it. Now I'm like, it feels good to have a clean kitchen, and like have that need met. Um, yeah. And cooking, I'm getting better at doing laundry. I'm like starting to find the joy in these little things that help make my day better. Yes. And I just, I want to like, just like praise that and like send all the good juju to that. And for anyone that's listening to, because 
you know, we live in a world where, you know, a lot of people are wrapped up in Instagram or wherever, and they think that it needs to look fancy or they think, you know, even with my story, they're like, oh, I, you know, it's not practical for everyone to like leave their job and their relationship. Yeah, it's not. But I didn't know about the vault tip. I had a jackhammer at the time. That's the only tool that was available to me. So it's like these little things that we have empowering people with these small choices. Like, honestly, like it's, it's not even about the dishes. Sometimes it's about what that brings you. And so how you're recognizing, oh my God, like a clean kitchen feels so good to me. Oh my God, being in my body on my yoga mat is so grounding for me. Like this is the stuff. It's not about something that's outside of you. It's not about a shirt. It's not about that moisturizer. It's about the simplicity of self and knowing yourself and figuring out what are the little levers, these prongs that you can turn on that really amplify joy in your life. Oh, yes. 100% yes. And that was something that like for the longest period of time, like I, I'm not the best with housework. I've never have been. That wasn't a skill set I learned from a young age. And now as I'm exploring that as an adult, I'm like, it just feels very juicy. Like it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't even matter. Like the dishes, it doesn't really matter, but being fully present in that experience, just Mm -hmm. letting myself take care of myself, like on that level of being able to cook in a clean kitchen, of just having a little bit more spaciousness around me so I can breathe there's so much joy in that. And it's, it's magical. And it, and it makes like every day feel special, right? Like I can wake up and do dishes and the day's already special. It's already joyful just in that. And even if I didn't, even if I just woke up and breathed and was like in my body, there's, there's so much joy that can be in those, those simple things, like you said. Yeah. And if you're not feeling those, then it's like slowing down and, and recognizing like what is stealing my joy what's like is what's the energy that's stealing my joy and giving yourself permission to just return to sender you know return that energy to its sender and allowing yourself the freedom to get pleased by and also hate which is where I am at I love doing I love that I have a kitchen but I hate that I having to do the dishes like it's like it's a love hate and it's recognizing like, okay, I can play with this energy. I can complain about it. Or I can be like, ah, oh, it's going to feel so good when the kitchen's clean. <laughs> oh yes. That actually, oh my gosh. There, I was hanging out with my three-year-old niece this week and just hanging out with her always makes me like have a whole different perspective on life. But something that was happening was we were going to the bunny festival for Easter and, and we needed to get out the door, but she didn't want to wear her sweater. She just wanted to like go out in short sleeves and it was kind of cold. So like if she wanted to go to the bunny festival, she needed to wear her sweater. And it was this beautiful conversation of like this thing that she didn't want to do. She did not want to put on a jacket, but she had so much joy getting into the car and going to the bunny festival. And it's just like, maybe the dishes aren't that enjoyable, but just think of how much joy there is in like having that clean kitchen. I love all this. We could talk forever. This might be the last dime piece that I drop on the audience, but it's really about this child work, like recognizing yourself as a child. And so it's like, what did, um, what did little Jax need that like, she didn't get, she didn't get offered, like not because my parents didn't want to, but because 
you know, none of our needs are always going to get met. And so it's about meeting your own need. And so I love this idea of like playing with the inner child of being like, you know what? I don't want to do the dishes right now. And then the other, the parent, the you that you are now is like, you know what? It's totally okay. Lily, I totally get that now is not the time for dishes, but then once that is validated, then the other you, the child like you is like, but it actually might feel really good to be done with this. And then it's kind of making the decision after the pause, like this inner dialogue of your nemesis. It's like, do is now the time for the dishes and then being able to choose. I want to do dishes. It's not going to feel good, but I know it's going to bring me joy. Or I still want to be in my little girl and like throw the fit and not do the dishes. And it's just meeting yourself where you're at and knowing neither one of them is right or wrong, good or bad, but just seeing what, what your intuition is dying for and how you get back to your intuition is by recognizing it and engaging with it and like seeing yourself for who it is. And that is the medicine your intuition needs to really be activated. So having those, allowing yourself to have these inner dialogues um, and witnessing them is so fun. Love the inner child. (laughs) I do too. And I feel like you just, you just spoke out this beautiful, almost like handbook. I was like listening to this. I was like, wow, this is like for all of our listeners, it's like a handbook of now connecting to your intuition right there of having that dialogue. I I love that so much. And what a magical like nugget of wisdom to like close out on. I'm just like in my head, I'm like, that's it. That was yeah, you the ebook it. manual to your intuition inner child. <laughs> you don't, you don't, no one needs a coach or no one needs a healer. Like these aren't things that, um, these are things that are available to you, but you know, it's really about the self-healing. And so if you, you know, when you can work with someone that's giving you tools that aren't, you're not dependent. I'm not a guru, right? I don't, I don't have answers that other people don't have. It's just about giving people tools that they can continue to like use with themselves so that you can continue to just stand in this place of like self-empowered alignment is like medicine to the soul. I love that so much. So true. So powerful. Okay. On that powerful note, we'll go ahead and close out this beautiful, beautiful podcast episode. And we had that beautiful chunk of chunk of wisdom right there at the end, but I'm just going to ask for our like kind of final tie it all together. Is there any last words that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, just thank you for having me. Thank you, anyone who's listening. Um, And I would just say for you and your brand and all that you've created, it's just been so amazing to see you continue to blossom and grow and all the things that you bring to this earth. Um, I'm happy to know you and excited to just be in continued to connection and just words of peace to anyone listening. I think, you know, this last year has been so challenging for so many and um, knowing that your journey is important and your story um, is important and much joy to everybody. (laughs) Healing and joy, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for all those kind words. I feel so grateful that we are able to hop on this podcast episode that I know you that we've connected in this powerful journey of life. And I just, I can't wait to see where, where life takes everybody. Where life takes us. I know. Yes. 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 Exactly. Okay. So on that powerful note, 
Thank you to all of our amazing listeners who spent this time with us today. I hope that you come out of this podcast taking those nuggets of joy and wisdom, trusting the marshmallow pillow of life, and have a wonderful day with all of this and playing with it in your life. Um, Jacqueline, thank you so much for just being here with us today. It's been such a pleasure. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us today. This podcast truly lights me up and I hope that it lit up your day with some inspiration too. If you are loving this episode, I invite you to head over to the show notes and sign up for my emailing list. Not only will you get a free cycle tracking guide, which is amazing and completely life-changing by the way, (laughs) but you will also get a new podcast episode delivered directly to your inbox every week so you don't miss any of the magic. I want to hear from you too. So what topics would you like us to cover this season? And what are you super excited about? This podcast is really about you and inspiring and empowering you in your life. So I want to know what you want to hear. I would love for you to come visit me over on my Instagram at Lilia, L-I-L-I-A underscore Gestin, G-E-S-T-S-O-N. And on my website, liliagestin.com. Let's connect and get to know each other. I'm sending you so much love in your day and I will see you on our next episode.